welcome into today's edition of the phnx feedback show i am not derek montia uh i am jesse friedman i'm your vice mayor the mayor is off in vegas at a bachelor party doing bachelor party things uh but today i am joined by the one and only danielle cortez uh, and Danielle, we get to talk about this baseball game. It did not go particularly well for the Arizona wasn't, Diamondbacks. It wasn't great. It was not great. It was not <laughs> great uh, in uh, a number of different ways. Uh, we'll jump right into this, though. Uh, Brandon fought, of course, the story of the evening for the Diamondbacks. This was a start that as of a few days ago, we didn't really expect Brandon fought to make. It sort of felt like things were lining up where the Diamondbacks would bring Zach Davies back into the starting rotation to start tonight. And Brandon Fott would be removed from the rotation and sent down to Reno. Uh, as things have turned out, it still sort of feels like Brandon Fott is going to be sent down to Reno when all is said and done. Uh, but the D-backs did give him a chance to start today. Uh, Danielle's final line, three and two-thirds innings, eight hits, five runs, no walks, four strikeouts. He threw 87 pitches. Uh, like I said, just three and two-thirds innings, so not able to get out of the fourth inning. Uh, and ultimately, the D-backs lose this game by a final score of 7-2. to two. Uh, but yeah, fought's the story, and uh, he was not particularly good today. Yeah, was not particularly sharp. Uh, you look at his pitch chart on, you know, anywhere, baseball, savant, whatever. Uh, a lot of sweepers up in the zone. Yeah, he, That's not not a great way to make a living in, in the major leagues. Uh, he, and as crazy as it sounds, it could have been a lot worse watching the games, he or watching the game. He, uh... He left him up there, and the Red Sox swung through a lot of them. It yeah. could have been worse. Um, yeah, just no no real command today. Uh, you know, first inning, he was all right. He was pretty sharp. So maybe you're like, okay, maybe, you know, there's some yeah. holdover from the Pittsburgh game. But, sure. yeah, second inning, second, second inning came in quick. It was it was ugly. Second inning was not great for Brandon Fott. Um so, yeah, I mean, it, just kind of looking at the line again, uh, he didn't walk anyone. So hey, I guess that I guess that was, on uh, something. I guess that was a positive. But and only have uh, one less swing and miss than uh, than Chris Sale. Than Chris Sale. There you go. So, there you go. Moral uh, victories. Moral victories. Yeah. It, it sort of feels like right now with Brandon fought that uh, he just has two pitches and yeah. he's not commanding them particularly well. Uh, I know he did throw a few changeups in this game. He is kind of trying to use that pitch as sort of a, a show me third option. Uh, I think he threw a couple of curveballs as well. But the reality is at the end of the day, uh, Brandon fought is basically operating as a two pitch pitcher right now. Uh, I was having a conversation with some folks up in the press box. Uh, if you're a major league starting pitcher trying to make a living with two pitches, uh, that's a pretty hard thing to do. There are not many guys who have success doing that. Uh, Kevin Gosman comes to mind over with the Toronto Blue Jays as being one of the only pitchers in baseball right now that I can think of who successfully operates that way. Uh, someone brought up Randy Johnson as another <laughs> example, which he's, a, he's also Randy Johnson. Yeah, he's all. Yeah, maybe that's not a great a great comp. Um, but yeah, I think the the biggest thing for Fott is is yeah what you said earlier the fact that he's throwing this sweeper and and it's a good pitch. It has a good movement. It's the one pitch out of his arsenal, frankly, that I I think is really good. Has some real potential to be a good out pitch in the majors. Uh, but. Uh, welcome to the big leagues, yeah. kid. Right when you throw that pitch <laughs> up in the strike zone, it's it's gonna get hit, and that's absolutely what we uh, what we saw today. Uh, the other thing with Fott is is the fastball. It's it does just doesn't move very much. It doesn't have a whole lot of life to it, uh, as Gabriel said in the comments. Just too much hard contact, and yeah, a big part of that is 
uh, he likes to use his fastball up in the zone. And some fastballs work up in the zone. Uh, Brandon Fott's fastball so far has not really worked up in the zone. Even when it's 94-95, it still just doesn't have a whole lot of life. And opposing hitters are making him pay for it. Yeah, major league hitters are going to hit velocity no matter what. Um, you see that even with the hardest throwers in the game, right? Overall, just Chapman had a stretch where he was giving up a lot of runs. They, yeah. Major league hitters just catch up to velocity. That's what they do. Yeah. That's why and they're Fod, major league hitters. And it's right? not like Fod is throwing like 98 miles an hour. Yeah, he's throwing fastball. 93, 94. That's, you're, yeah. you're not going to blow away major league hitters with that. No. Uh, so, you know, working up in the zone that works in the minors, you can do that. You can change change eye levels in the minors. That's not going to fly in the, in the majors. So, yeah. you know, send him down. Hopefully he works works on works on some things. Command a, a third pitch, shoot man a second pitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly, honestly, yeah, uh, just, yeah. Just an ugly game. He just yeah. He's not he's not really commanding either of those pitches. I think if if Fott was commanding those two pitches well, uh, I don't know if he'd be a great pitcher necessarily in in the big leagues at this point. Uh, I don't really love the the fastball shape quite enough to to think that, but yeah, he'd probably be at least getting by and you know a serviceable back end starter maybe if he was able to command those two pitches. He has not done that well at all so far. Uh, but yes, as we've been talking about, Brandon Fott will very likely be sent down following this game. The D-backs have to make a roster move tomorrow because they are calling up Zach Davies to start on Saturday. Uh, so we've got a roster move around the corner and it feels abundantly clear what that, what that roster move is. Uh, Danielle, I feel like, uh, some D-backs fans might feel like they were fooled, uh, like they were duped by all of the prospect evaluators who, uh, who swore by Brandon fought and the fact that he was going to be the next big thing in this D-backs rotation. And frankly, I mean, uh, you know, we were having this conversation for a few months about how Brandon fought really belonged at the top of the list of these yeah. of these young starters that the D-backs had. And in reality, with what we've seen, it feels like he has not been as good as Tommy Henry. He's not been as good as Ryan Nelson. Heck, he's not been as good as Dre Jameson, who is now uh, down in Reno. So uh, you kind of wonder, like, what did these prospect evaluators miss? Uh, are scouts not what they used to be? Uh, you know, but these things do happen. Uh, scouts do have... Uh, you know, they do miss on guys that that does happen and sort of part of the deal. Uh, and there's also the reality that I'm not sure that what we're seeing right now from Brandon Fott is what scouts were seeing last year. Uh, as we've talked about before on the show, I've heard that uh, people thought that his his fastball moved more when they saw him in AAA last year, which would certainly have made a big difference. Uh, but yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Uh, the D-backs do not have a great history with pitching prospects. Uh, there have been a number over the years that fans have gotten excited about, and then they've seen them in the big leagues, and it's looked something like this, uh, and it sort of feels like Brandon Fott might be on his way to joining that group. Yeah, it's really interesting you bring up you bring up scouting evaluations. Yeah. Um, you know, you go to Arizona Fall League, whatever. Um, You've been to you, a few Arizona Fall League games over the years. <laughs> uh, you, you see, and you see all these, you know, super highly rated prospects. And the eye test is like, what are they seeing in this yeah. guy? Right. I've, and I've seen that a couple of times with, with quite a few players. Um, and I don't want it. We're, we're, we're take a step back. We're super early in this process. Yeah. Right. This is literally I don't want to say fifth big league. Start. Yeah. We're not here. Like <laughs> this Brandon Fott's a bust. Like, yeah. no, like uh, let's like, let's give him some time. But right now, you know, you're not seeing the stuff that you were told that he has. Right. Yeah. This live fastball. You know, I always had a coach who would, who would say like, 
you get you like you get outs with movement. Like anybody can hit sure. velocity. You get outs with movement. And so this live fastball, you see it. He doesn't have the velocity. Um, where'd it go? So, you know, give him more time. I think this is definitely a case of overhyping a prospect and maybe yeah. maybe placing expectations a little too high. Um yeah, it's just, you know, scouting scouting's an imperfect science, right? You know, there are guys Very. who who slip through the cracks. Just as that's just how it does that's how it happens. So yeah. You know, give it time, but right now it's not looking too great. Yeah, it's not looking not looking too great to say the least. Uh so yeah, Brandon Fought, we expect will probably be sent down uh following tonight's game. As unfortunate as that is, you're absolutely right. Uh it's still pretty early to be calling Brandon Fought a bust. Um or really anything at this point. Yeah, I mean, he's, five, a, he's just a young pitcher, man. This is gonna happen. Yeah, five major league starts is really just not not much of a sample size at all. And and yeah, you know, if he stops throwing sweepers uh middle up, then he <laughs> yeah. would do himself a lot of good, right? Like these numbers could change in a hurry, even if we still have some questions about the arsenal in the long term. Uh the changeup is is a pitch in particular that I thought was a little bit better. It sort of seemed like from what I've heard from people and seen uh, from the footage and the minors that it was a little bit better. That pitch just hasn't really been form uh, in the big leagues. But but yeah, the D-backs have, have done this up and down thing quite a bit lately with a number of players, right? Jake McCarthy was sent down and has more plate appearances in Reno this year than he does with the Diamondbacks. We're going to talk about that whole uh, situation a little bit later in the show. Uh, it's not always a nice, smooth, linear process when these guys come up to the big league. Sometimes you have to go back down and figure things out, and the D-backs certainly have not been shy about doing that. Um, getting away from from Brandon Fott for a second, uh, Chris Sale was not outstanding in this game. He did leave the door open a couple of times for the D-backs to break through. Uh, Story of the last couple of games. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, the, the hitting with runners in scoring position continues to be an issue. I believe the D-backs were one for eight, uh, although that might have changed in the, in the last couple ABs of the game. Uh, not great, regardless. Uh, just continues to be a struggle for this team. Sales final line, five innings, four hits, one run, one walk, three strikeouts. Uh, his ERA coming into this game was a little deceiving. It was over five. Uh, but in his last four starts entering this game, Sale was 3-0 and uh, and had allowed only seven runs in 27 and a third innings with three walks and 32 strikeouts. So he has very much been on a roll lately. And honestly, this might be the worst start that he's had in quite a while. Uh, but once again, the D-backs offense uh, just continues to struggle in some of those situations where they really should be coming through. Yeah, just... Just a real lack of situational hitting. Yeah, right now is is really been the story of particularly last game um, against the Phillies, but today as well. Just not moving runners over, going. You know, it was they had this issue at the beginning of the season. Uh, you know, the Dodgers series. They're they're trying to hit five run home runs every time. It, it looks like, right. and and not not playing the type of baseball we're used to the D backs playing. So. Been an issue concerning, not I wouldn't say it's concerning. I mean, they uh, hit like over 300 with runners in scoring position in April when it yeah, all was said and done. You're yeah. not going to do that for a whole season, yeah. And and this is just kind of what the D backs are going to be this season, I think. When you when you rely so heavily on young players, 
Yeah. You're going to get these kind of games. You know, we were talking before we came on air, like the fun thing about baseball is sometimes you just lose a game. Um, <laughs> the D-backs like haven't done that like at all lately though, right? Yeah. Like like you think of the D-backs last 11 or 12 games, right? Like that whole that whole road trip and a few games preceding it, there was the 13 to 3 clunker in Pittsburgh, yeah. right? Where the where Zach Gallon just got shelled. That was a weird game. Outside of that, the Diamondbacks just like did we just have no no feel for this sort of game yeah. happening where the D-backs yeah. are down early and and they never really are able to catch up. And frankly, you know, even if the D-backs do come through in a couple more situations in this game, still probably not enough to overcome yeah. uh the seven runs that the Boston Red Sox scored in this game. Yeah. So uh yeah, situational hitting continues to be uh, a bit of a concern. I know people are getting very impatient with Christian Walker in particular, uh, who is who is not a young player, uh, you know, is experienced. And this has sort of been a thing for him to some degree in the past. So uh, I know that's something that a lot of people are frustrated with. He's just kind of going through it in general at the plate right now. His batting average is down to 243. Uh, his OPS is down to 788. So uh, so yeah, that's something to uh, to continue to monitor. But I think Christian Walker will will probably be fine yeah. when all is said and done. And that's something he does over his career. Baseball, I think, yeah. what a lot of fans don't understand is just so mental. And and, and Christian Walker, Christian Walker is you would know from last year what he went through last yeah, year. Yeah, he is he is harder on himself than anybody. And so you you can tell when he's just you know spiraling mentally. Yeah. Um, and it just feels like he's in one of those one of those funks because a lot of early pop-ups a lot of early pop-ups on hittable pitches yeah um, right which christian walker's career says that's not gonna hold up yeah it's just it's 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 just not right he's not a guy who's gonna swing through through fastballs yeah it's just right now like we said earlier that's just baseball man (laughs) baseball is a weird game and sometimes you can't really explain it with numbers or anything else it's just Sometimes you lose, sometimes you're in a funk, and that's just kind of how it is. It's Danielle, it's a, you're being too reasonable. You're being entirely too reasonable. <laughs> Baseball is the dumbest game in the world, and I love it so much. <laughs> it's so dumb, and I love it more than anything on this earth. There, there is some truth to that. Uh, yeah, I mean, Christian Walker's last few seasons, right? 2021 was kind of a clunker. He dealt with some injuries that year, but 2020 was a, a good year for him offensively. 2019 was a good year. Uh, and, and last year was a good year for him too. So I think you feel pretty confident Christian Walker is going to figure it out. Maybe he doesn't quite, uh, come through with as many hits with runners in scoring position as you'd hope for. Uh, but I, I don't think anyone's, anyone's all that concerned there. Uh, what D-backs fans are concerned about, however, is Rymel Tapia, Danielle, uh, because Rymel Tapia, <laughs> Colorado Rockies legend made his triumphant return to chase field today. Uh, and of course you went two for five with an RBI in this game, if you're one of those people who has felt that Rymel Tapia has uh, performed, attacked. yeah, has personally attacked <laughs> the Diamondbacks time after time over the years, you are not wrong. Rymel Tapia entered this game with a career batting average of 350, an on base percentage of 388, a slugging percentage of 461 in his career against the Arizona Diamondbacks. And frankly, Rymel Tapia is not a particularly good player. He has not really had many productive seasons in this league. But when he is no! against the Diamondbacks, like, uh, something clicks for him, Danielle. Is, I'm not sure is, how he explained this. This is just another example of baseball being the dumbest game in the world. <laughs> like, Rymel Tapia! Yeah. It was funny. We were talking in the press box about this, and it was like... 
I, I said something like if if you told me he was batting like 800, I would say that's probably a little low. Yeah. What yeah. You no, can't actually recall to mind any outs. Like, have the Diamondbacks ever retired Ryan Tapia? No. <laughs> Jesse, I really think we should have made him King Snake. He, he is yeah. the King Snake. We probably should have. We probably should have. He owns us. Yeah, I mean, I, no Diamondbacks player really, really it's, performed it's all that well today. It's just ridiculous. 350. I have his. Listen, I've been up since 5 in the morning. <laughs> We've both I, been up I entirely have, I, too long and, and worked too long so, today. I have, I have so many tabs open. I'm, I'm, I'm trying, guys. We <laughs> <laughs> you know, grind for you guys. To, to, hey, hey, those fire, those pictures that you saw of, of the golf tournament. Hey, no. Um, Danielle two, was hard at work uh, this morning at our golf tournament. Taking that was photos, fun, man. So I, I spent the morning uh, with Craig Morgan. It was awesome. It was she's, a great she's day. She's worked entirely I, too long. 200, today. 206 at bats, 72 hits, 10 doubles, two triples. I feel like the the triple number is low um yeah (laughs) i think stat muse is lying to me home runs i i ooh, i i just had a flashback to one of his triples that ruined archie's bradley archie bradley's time with the d-backs oh yeah um i don't know if you guys remember this i don't know if we're going down a trip down memory lane (laughs) it was a bases loaded I think either bottom eight, top like top. I think I vaguely remember top this, top yeah. eight, top nine. Archie was rolling, and then all of a sudden, boom, triple, and he was never the same. Danielle will never forget that. <laughs> Sounds like she stays up at night thinking about that I'm triple. Pretty sure, I, I'm pretty sure she does. The amount of sleep I have lost of over this team is ridiculous. And Rymel Tapia in particular. It's, he's, it's, he's, uh, it is so painful. This is completely <laughs> off topic, but there was, a, there was a stretch last year where I was working two months, two straight months, where I didn't see a single D-backs win. Um, wow. Yeah, and it was funny for about a month, and then I was. Play, it, I mean, was it 2021 where you went to? Every no, single it was game 2020. Still... It was 2022 when they weren't playing bad in really? June and July. I just wow. was at every single bad one. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, it's I, the amount of sleep I have lost. See, there we go. We got one. We got we got somebody remembering it. Uh, I'm yeah. with Gabriel. Yeah. I think we should sign him. The like, ima- I, I that's the only not? that's the only solution. That's the only way to right? play. That's the only him. way. Like, yeah. Why not? You like there was a there was a stat for for Juan Soto today. He's hit like four home runs and five and like five at bats at at Yankee Stadium. And it's like sign him. Why like why? Yeah. Throw your money at him. Yeah, I mean, Ryan Tapia would come relatively cheap at this point. It, yeah, feels, right. it feels like it'd be a worthwhile investment for the D-backs. Uh, I don't know if he would sign that contract knowing that the Diamondbacks were just planning to like literally never play just, him yeah, and literally just, get him just out signing of him not to face him. Again. <laughs> there was a like Freddie Freeman just throw money at Freddie Freeman, ne- like never play him again. It would take a lot uh, more money to do that with Freddie yeah, Freeman. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, more. But yeah, what, what's really striking is is the just the volume. I, I believe Rymel Tapia has had more plate appearances against the D-backs in his career than he has any other team. So Ooh, I got to take on uh, this comment. Oh, oh, what do we got? Uh, Mark, Mark's comment is it a hot take to say I think Red Sox fans are worse than Dodger fans? Yes, All right, it what is. Do you, what do you, what do you oh, think, Danielle? Guess who isn't an MLB employee anymore? Who can say whatever I want oh, about the Dodgers? Go. There we go. No, Danielle is Dodgers, unplugged. Listen, listen. Okay, got to settle down. <laughs> <laughs> there is only one team in Major League Baseball that I have to have. A security escort for. Oh, it's the Dodgers. And that is the Los Angeles Dodgers. Right. Um, I am fighting myself not to say the things I would like to say, but I do not have anything good to say about the Dodgers. 
um, their organization, the players, their front office. Uh, We're just throwing the, the whole fans? thing under yeah, the bus. Yeah, no, listen, I, okay, yeah, we'll talk about it. The I guy who the guy who takes your money in the parking lot yeah, no, outside the stadium, <laughs> the popcorn I, guy. <laughs> I yeah, I I have had nothing but bad experiences with with the law. I'm shaking right now. I am so I mean, fired up about you. Y'all woke me up, baby. To be, to be fair, you so you spend a fair amount of time at Dodger Stadium. I'm going to guess you haven't spent quite as much time as Fenway Park. Like maybe you have a little more experience with the Dodgers organization. I will say I have never I have never been to okay. Fenway Park. Right. So this isn't but quite I also know I don't have to have a security escort because their fans are incredibly aggressive and transphobic. Um, so yeah, I, there's only one team in, in the majors that in my home ballpark that I have to oh, have, right. that I have to have a security escort. Um, yeah, boy, I'm shaking. Dodgers, Dodgers get me fired up. <laughs> yeah. Screw they get a lot. They get a lot of Diamondbacks fans fired up. Somehow we're here talking about the Dodgers when the Diamondbacks definitely played the Red Sox tonight. Um, anyway, yeah, there were a decent number of Red Sox fans at Chase Field. Uh, as as suspected, the Red Sox haven't been here since 2019, I believe. So uh, been a few years since the Red Sox have been in town. Uh, announced attendance tonight was about 25,000. Which so, I thought was low. It felt like more. Yeah, there, it was pretty hmm. pretty decently packed full. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, maybe 50-50 D-backs and Red Sox fans, Danielle. What would you? What would you? Put it was. The, the we talked about. At? It was tough to tell because they kind of blend in. They do kind of blend in. Um, that's fair. Red Sox thought, fans were I, considerably personally, louder. Personally, I thought there were more D-backs fans. Okay. Um, but the Red Sox fans were loud. Yeah, the Red Sox fans were definitely loud. Uh, we had a, a they few... Also, they had a lot to be loud about. It's not they like did. the D-backs had anything. It, like the one time, you know, Guriel's triple got the crowd going. Those D-backs yeah. were pretty loud. That's kind of when I realized it was probably it was a majority D-backs crowd. But yeah, that's fair. Uh, we do have a we do have a king snake uh, to name, even though uh, you could make the case that no one on the D backs really deserves it after this game. But Lord Escuriel Jr. is our king snake, mostly uh, because he continued his hitting streak, which is now at 17 games. It is the longest active hitting streak in all of baseball right now. Uh, one for four with a triple uh, that you just talked about an RBI. Of course, Lord Escuriel uh, had that triple with nobody out in the inning. He was at third base with nobody out. The Diamondbacks were unable. Uh, to bring him home, uh, as we discussed earlier, that just sort of continues a recent trend. But Lourdes Gurriel does continue to be on an utter tear, is still very much in. Uh, I haven't looked at the numbers in a couple days, but I want to say he's maybe the front runner for the National League Player of the Month award. He and Ronald Acuna Jr. are probably very close in that. I'll have to take another look. Uh, but he has had an outstanding, outstanding month of May and continues to be a huge part of this Diamondbacks team. Uh, non-coincidentally, ever since Derek dyed his hair purple, uh, we all know <laughs> we all know uh, that that is what unlocked this whole thing. Uh, but Danielle, any any thoughts on what you've seen from from Lourdes Gurriel this season? Man, when you're hot, you're hot. He yeah. is he is on a tear, and he's just fun to watch. When you go up, he's one he's one of those guys that he goes up, and you expect him to get a hit. You expect expect him to barrel up a ball, and it's fun. It's fun when you're on one of those tears. Um, so he's fun to watch, man. Yeah. He's 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 definitely, you know, D-backs have a team MVP. It's him so far for sure. Um, yeah. Well, Corbin Carroll is maybe maybe up there in the mix. Oh man. I Over, don't know, man. Overall, Lourdes Gurriel has better <laughs> offensive numbers, but Corbin Carroll steals bases and you know, does does other things. Yeah, he's he's um, just he's just 
He's just such a fun player, man. I love yeah. him. He's he he's you know watching his brother play. Why you know from a distance he's like, oh man, you always always barreling a ball. You expect him to yeah. just hit it 400, 400 feet every time. Not quite the player, and he's not to be cool. at this Yeah, point, but, but you know you're kind of getting that same vibe. Yeah, with. with Lourdes right now. Lourdes um, always has had, I mean, he's kind of a bigger guy. I mean, he's like six foot four. He is Lourdes not a is, small man. Lourdes is, yeah, he is a he is a very large man. And uh, last season, he wasn't really able to tap into much power. This season, he's really, really turned that around. Um, and I, I agree with the, with Elise's comment there. There, there was, there's definite lack of energy today. Yeah, it, it really, like, and it I don't, really was. And I don't know yeah. if that's, you know, long road trip, off day is kind of hard to get get back into it or if like i mean just the nature of the game like it was three to nothing in the second and chris sale was dialed in and this lineup you're missing your energy guys other than you know jake mccarthy's back he's he's an energy guy but you're missing (laughs) i am not i am not gonna do that game we're doing the this is jesse's part of the hair yeah so Derek every month Derek dyes his hair purple now i have to shave my head do i have to do something for june yes i think i think you're you're next daniel absolutely um anyway uh speaking of your next uh you all need to download the bet mgm uh sportsbook app we have teamed up with bet mgm this season we'll be using bet mgm lines to make all our picks and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week uh you also have probably heard about our knockout nights cornhole league uh which is the first friday of every month from may through august so uh that would be coming up i believe uh, next friday a week from today uh, there's food and beverage specials, giveaways, bet MGM prizes. Uh, we also have shows broadcast live on site before. Uh, so be sure to join us next Friday. Uh, if you're, if you're around, if you're available, uh, and if you're good at cornhole, which I personally am not Danielle, I have a feeling you're exceptional at cornhole. Is that a fair I'm, assessment? I'm all right. I'm okay. all right. I'm more of a ping pong person, but okay. All right. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen that. I've seen that. Uh, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. So one person tells me I need to shave my head to unlock Christian Walker, and then Mark says I need to grow out my hair in order to unlock Jake McCarthy. I don't. I don't <laughs> Who do you know. think is more important? Who do you like better? Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> now, now we're going there. Uh, before we go on, I do need to tell you all about Pins and Aces, uh, which we had our Keeping It 100 Golf Classic this morning, which was uh, a raging success. Danielle was out there and took entirely too many photos, uh, which we appreciate Danielle for doing that. Uh, but Pins and Aces is the official golf apparel partner of PHNX and All City. Uh, also, be sure to check out the Big Drive Energy uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, they have a, a pretty cool thing going on over there. Uh, we love all of our Pins and Aces gear. We all have a number of things around the office. Uh, people got our incredible uh, Phoenix uh, shirt today out at the golf course, which was 
absolutely incredible. We're all a little bit skeptical of Phoenix, who's like our little our little mascot thing. Uh, but he does look really good uh, on a shirt. And Pins and Aces helped us pull that out extraordinary or pull that off extraordinarily well. Uh, check out pinsandaces.com and use code PHNX to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Be sure to check them out. And I'm told we're having another uh, Keep It 100 Golf Classic in a matter of maybe a few months. So uh, keep an eye out on that. It sound uh, it was a, a very fun time. I was able to be out there. I am not a golfer. Uh, I didn't understand any of the lingo that anyone was talking about the entire day. Uh, but I still had a, had a great time out there hanging out uh, with you all. Uh, speaking of not having uh, having a great time, we, we now go to not having a great time uh, as the Arizona Diamondbacks are <laughs> not in a number of ways. That's a really sad transition. I really knocked that one out of the park. Uh, the D-backs continue to struggle with uh, runners in scoring position. Uh, I said earlier they were one for eight. They were actually one for nine uh, in the game today. Uh, not going to win too many games like that. Yeah, we've we've talked about it before. It's unfortunate how much... Uh, how much game outcomes are ultimately determined by whether you come through with runners in scoring position or not. I mean, a lot of times that's just sort of the nature of baseball. Games just sort of come down to that. The D-backs continue to struggle in those situations today. Um, I do want to talk about uh, a decision that the Diamondbacks made yesterday, which was honestly very controversial, about the angriest that I've seen Diamondbacks fans all season long, frankly. Uh, the D-backs sent down Dominic Fletcher a player who, uh, as of the time of being sent down, had a batting average over 300, had an OPS over 800, uh, and the Diamondbacks opted to bring up Jake McCarthy. I don't think people were uh, at all angry about bringing up Jake McCarthy. They all want to see him back in the big leagues. But there was uh, sort of this uh, odd feeling with sending down Dominic Fletcher, a guy who had a, a historic start to his big league career with the Diamondbacks, uh, but has faded a little bit over over the last couple of weeks. Uh, we do have some numbers for you that I think sort of help explain where the D-backs are maybe coming from. Uh, in his last four games down in AAA Reno, Jake McCarthy went 12 for 19 with a couple of home runs. That's one way to earn yourself a promotion. Is that good? Um, 12 <laughs> hits over, over four games. Obviously, the PCL is a hitter-friendly environment, but... Uh, Jake has had a, a really nice approach down there about his, I think it's an equal number of walks and strikeouts. Uh, on the flip side, Dominic Fletcher, Danielle, in his last 10 games with the D-backs, went six for 39 with 11 strikeouts, only two extra base hits. Uh, so you can just kind of see how things sort of turned in Jake McCarthy's favor there. Uh, we didn't necessarily know if Dominic Fletcher's fast start would be sustainable, if it was just going to be, you know, a really fun few days and and maybe, you know, uh, pitchers would adapt to him a little bit. And that's kind of what it seems like happened when it was all said and done. Yeah. And I think this is definitely one that that the numbers don't tell the full story. You look at Dom, Dom Fletcher's numbers. Um, and they're pretty crazy, and but it's it's pretty front loaded, right? His first yeah, his first couple extremely games were, front <laughs> were historic, like you said. Yeah. Uh, and I this is this this to me feels like an eye test thing where you you look at his last you know five six seven games, and he really looked overmatched. Yeah, um, he did, and, and he had to face some some tough lefties yeah, in there. Yeah, um, and I mean you're still. really just throwing them in there against some some really good pitchers but at the same time like yeah you're in the big leagues they're all good pitchers right like um he really he looked overmatched and like you said there was a uh there, there was there was a sense that pitchers were were adapting to him 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Tori Lavello today talked a little bit about how uh, Dominic Fletcher wasn't, uh, he wasn't doing damage on the pitches in the zone. It wasn't as much pitch selection as it was just trying to, you know, hit that pitch that you're looking for. Uh, and we do have a clip of Tori Lavello talking about uh, what he called a very difficult decision to send down Dominic Fletcher and bring up Jake McCarthy. Yeah, we we talked to Jake when he got sent out about making some quality adjustments, getting back to um, a little bit of finished swing and, and impact the baseball. And his game was starting to starting to show those those results. Um, you know, it's not that we need to be true to our word and say when you do and if you do, this will happen. That wasn't really the circumstance. This is more about um, you know getting Jake back to where he feel we feel like he's going to help us win baseball games. Not that Fletch couldn't. Um, we just this was a tough call. You know, it was a conversation that we had like let's let's get him here and, and, and see where it's at. And we know that he can impact games when he's playing at the level that we feel like he's ready to play at. He hit third for us for most of the year last year, so we know he can impact baseball games on both sides of the ball. Um, and ultimately, it means that we're a good baseball team. we got to send down a, a player like Dominic Fletcher. We're a good organization, I'm sorry. When you send down a player like Dominic Fletcher, who's helped us win a lot of games, I know where his average is hovering. I know what he's been doing um, on the field. Uh, means that we've got some depth that we want to take a look at and we can change these parts up and it's part of the game. <laughs> we have some depth. That's that's an understatement, right? Uh, when it comes to left-handed hitting outfielders, the Diamondbacks have entirely too much depth. <laughs> there frankly. are a few of them. There's a, there's a few. Um, but yeah, I, I can understand where the, where the D-backs are coming from. Uh, Elise uh, asked an interesting question. Why send down Dominic Fletcher instead of Paven Smith? Um, we have Emmanuel Rivera as a backup first baseman. That's fair. The D-backs don't need Paven for that. Um, yeah, uh, understandable. Uh, definitely see where you're where you're coming from. Dominic Fletcher definitely provides more defensive value than Paven Smith does. You're not going to put Paven Smith in center field uh, unless it's like an emergency situation. So <laughs> it's 2021, baby. Yeah. Oh yeah, everyone was everyone was a center fielder in uh, in 2021. You guys but... have a lot more connections to the team, so I know you can't say this, so I'll just go out and say it. <laughs> Haven Smith has something on Tori Lavolo. <laughs> oh my God. There's something that he has on him. I don't know what it is. I haven't put my finger on it yet, but there's something there. The Diamondbacks definitely like Paven Smith. I think Mike Hazen likes Paven Smith. He talked during the winter meetings about um, just that he thinks he can really hit. Uh, D-backs think there's some untapped potential there offensively. And you do sort of see it in spurts. Like Paven Smith does have pretty good at bats most of the time. He has a really good understanding of the strike zone. Uh, when push comes to shove, it just seems like he doesn't do quite enough damage to the baseball. Even if he's not striking out a ton, even if he's drawing his walks, it's hard to have a guy who's only a first baseman slash corner outfielder who only slugs like 375 or, or 400. You just don't really have many of those players in this league. Uh, but yeah, the D-backs certainly think that they that they have something there. Um, and I mean, we have another outfielder on, on the horizon as well in Kyle Lewis, who is working his way back from injury. The D-backs might have to make a decision with, with Paven Smith pretty soon here as well. If he's not able to get things going offensively, uh, Tori also talked about the concept of kind of riding the hot hand when it comes to these, these young outfielders that, you know, if someone is killing it down in Reno, get them up here. And if someone is really struggling in the big league, send them down. They all have options. The D-backs have the ability to do that if they want to. 
Um, but there is this element where that it feels a little strange, right? That's not something you see teams do a whole lot of. You want to get guys at bats. You want to get them comfortable on the big league level. Maybe you could make a case it's a little hard to do that if guys are being shuttled back and forth from Reno all the time. Dang, beat me too when I was about to say that. <laughs> is is Haven Smith the D-backs answer to Landry Shamit? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it it. I think Pavin, I don't, I don't know Smith, I don't, I'm, Pavin I'm, Smith has been better in 2023 than Landry Shamit was in the playoffs for the Suns or in the yeah, entire and, season. Like Landry Shamit was uh, one of the worst players in all <laughs> of the NBA as far as I'm concerned. Pavin Smith, not not great, but he's walked a decent amount. I think he's at least been reasonably productive. Uh, but there there is, a, I do understand the connection. I mean, it's felt like the Suns were playing Landry Shamit for, for no reason. And I know some people kind of feel that way about Pavin Smith, right? Yeah, now. and this, again, and I don't want to keep repeating myself, but I feel like this is another eye test thing, not for me, but for but for the front office and, and the coaching staff, right? Sure. You look at, at Pavin Smith, and you you see the guy that you drafted in the first round, right? Seventh overall. Yeah. Um, you see the potential there, and you just kind of throw him out there and hope something happens. Um, at some point, you just gotta gotta understand that ain't happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, he's a he's a former first round pick, but it was uh, like five years ago now, and and the Diamondbacks clearly have not let go that Pavin Smith is not going to be the player that they that they want him to be. Uh, and frankly, the the draft that Pavin Smith was part of, I believe 2018, was not a very strong draft. Uh, so it wasn't like, oh, there's these 15 other players. 2017, thank you. Um, that Pavin Smith should have, uh, or that the D-back should have taken it instead of him. It was it was a, you know, you could definitely cherry pick a couple of them. Yeah, it's, not, um, it's not A.J. Pollock. And, uh, yeah, we, we looked it up and there was like <laughs> legit like four players that might have yeah, been better than Pavin yeah, Smith in the Trevor, whole like first two rounds. Trevor Rogers is in there. Uh, I believe that's also the year the D-backs took Dalton Varsho. He's Hunter, one of the Hunter best Green, players. Hunter Green, Gore. Yeah, Hunter Green. Uh, Hunter Green had an outstanding game, by the way, today. Joe Adele. Joe Adele. Joe, I mean, Joe Adele, he feels like a quadruple a -er to me. But Yeah, yeah, Joe Adele is... is yeah, <laughs> pretty weak draft, huh? It really, yeah, it, it really was. So, Stuart Fairchild, former D-back great. Former, former D-back great, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't really, uh, it wasn't necessarily a terrible draft pick, but it, it does feel like the D-backs have other options that, that are better. Uh, and Pavin Smith did have a really strong start to the year. So you understand why they've kept him in the big leagues for a while, even though some of those those numbers have uh, faded down the stretch. Of course, there's also another outfielder in Reno who's really killing it right now, who also happens to bat left-handed, and that's Dominic Canzone, uh, <laughs> who now has an OPS over 1,000, and his strikeout rate and walk rate are both excellent. Uh, he's hit quite a few ground balls down there, which is which is a little odd, but overall the numbers look look really good for, for Canzone. As far as Jake McCarthy is concerned, we talked to him in the clubhouse before the game today. Um, looking back on just kind of where he's been this season and what he was trying to work on, he talked a lot about just trying to kind of slow things down at the plate, that he was getting a little bit antsy uh, early in the season, uh, that he just didn't really have the approach that he was that he was hoping, uh, hoping to have, uh, just kind of trying to uh, get in there and, and wait for his pitch and do damage on that pitch rather than having a bunch of defensive swings, which is kind of what it felt like uh, he was doing at the beginning of the season. Uh, McCarthy did not have a hit in his in his first game in the lineup, but uh, granted, Danielle uh, Chris Sale is not you know not exactly a 
a soft landing if you're uh, if you're a left-handed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get called up that day. Hey, one of the best lefties of a generation. Go get him, kid. Yeah, that's um, that's uh, that's rough. Tough, t- tough, tough at bat. And and you know you said it. He looked he looked to be in his own head for yeah. sure. You know the there was the a lot year, of there was a lot of. I don't want to say pressure, but you know it kind of was a little bit of pressure, um, especially after after the D-backs dealt David Peralta. Yeah. Um, that this was the new guy. He was going to be the new energy guy. He's the new next David Peralta. Um, and it, it it looked like he kind of got in his own head earlier this season. He was definitely rushing at the at the plate, rushing in the field. Um, rushing today, he had a throw that maybe cost the D-backs an early run, but yeah. you know, and, and the grand scheme of things, it wouldn't have mattered. Right? Like, no, no. Um, so getting him comfortable, I think, is the biggest thing because at the end of the day, you want you want Jake McCarthy on your team. You Jake McCarthy is a guy who's going to win you baseball games. Uh, yeah. He did earlier in the season with his drag bunt. Yeah, that's um, true. He does the little things that win good baseball teams games. Um, so you know, getting him right is was was always the always the end goal. So yeah, who they who they sent down was kind. of... It was gonna I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it's no irrelevant, but it kind of is because you know yeah. at some point Kyle Lewis is gonna get back, get called back up. He's Probably. gonna he's, he's gonna be back up. So you know you're gonna lose Dom Fletcher. You're gonna lose Paven Smith. It's just kind of in what order do you lose them? Yeah, that's um, that's fair. Yeah, uh, and and to uh, I forgot who it was. I can't find it, but uh, Dalton Varsho, two fourteen. Oh yeah, someone wanted Seven to know two two fourteen six fifty three OPS. Not there's great. Your, there's your daily Dalton Varsho update. Not Every, great. Everyone, everyone always needs that. Uh, yeah, if Pavin gets sent down, I do think that Emmanuel Rivera would be uh, would probably be the the backup first baseman they could get by there. Um, so yeah, it it is tough. The D backs just have too many left handed hitting outfielders, as we've been saying for a while. And uh, come the trade deadline, that could be you know an asset for them. It's it's honestly funny. The D backs traded away. Get a starter. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. We're gonna we're gonna have those conversations. Uh but yeah, I mean, you know, you traded away Dalton Varsho, but you did also bring back an outfielder. I mean, Lord Escuriel has been an everyday outfielder for the D backs. So you did a right handed outfielder. Yeah, yeah. A right handed hitting outfielder, which is which is helpful, but still an outfielder. Forgot those existed. Yeah, right. Yeah, it it didn't exactly help unclog the the depth chart as far as outfielders are, are concerned, though. Um, we did also talk to Jake McCarthy about his chess game, uh, which we haven't talked about enough on this show. Almost every time that we go into the clubhouse uh, before a night game, there are D-backs players playing very heavily competitive chess matches uh, in the clubhouse every day, which is which is hilarious. They're they're incredibly competitive. Uh, and Jake McCarthy uh, took his chess game down to Reno. It did. He did take his chess game with him. Uh, and he says he was getting all of the all of the Reno people in on it. They were all playing chess before their games down there. And Jake McCarthy said he is convinced that he got worse at chess uh, <laughs> since since being sent down to Reno. Uh, he said he like just I don't think he taught Dominic Canzone how to play. I assume Dominic Canzone already knew how to play, but I don't think Canzone had played much. And apparently Canzone was just like flat out beating Jake McCarthy over <laughs> and over and over again. Jesse, uh, you strike me as a big chess guy. I'm not. I'm really? absolutely not. Yeah. People are like, oh, you're a you're a math guy. Like, yeah, yeah. you you'd be. Yeah. You, Daniel, you'd don't be you think Jesse that. could 
could be like in child, child like chess competitions yeah. that yeah, his parents like signed five, him up playing for. Like five games no. He's like beating adults. This, I had this speed game. Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely. That, you got you got the wrong person. I had friends like that growing up, but I was I'm, not. I was not one of them. I'm actually pretty good at chess. That doesn't surprise uh, me. You're just competitive and I have basically everything. So many worthless talents. <laughs> just absolutely uh, worthless. In the Diamondbacks talent. clubhouse, being good at chess is far from a worthless Who, talent, Danielle. It yeah, is almost like, as important as your have me, me play like yeah like who who's been imp- who's impressed by juggling like who's impressed by playing the ukulele like i'm incredibly so impressed many, by all those I have things so my many ukulele ukulele is so cool ukulele is pretty i got cool. my banjo ukulele it's awesome oh <laughs> my gosh wow. we're gonna have to we're gonna have to have i'm just saying the banjo next karaoke night Oh my gosh! Wow, we're, we're <laughs> definitely going to make that a thing, and I am not going to participate, but I am going to observe. And have are you a Connect Four time. guy? Mark wants to know. Uh, I'm not a Connect Four guy. No, a lot of people they like to stereotype me. They like to think that they know like the kind of things that I would do and not do. And I pride myself in not fitting into all Who of the little it? boxes that people establish for me. Was so. it was it Shane that called you Tendies? No, that was uh, Totri. Okay, yeah, that Totri. was Totri. What's yeah. a good yeah. Jesse board game? There are, I will, I will admit, I have a couple of board game quirks. There are a couple of board are games. Are you a Settlers of Catan guy? I am. Okay. I am okay. 150% I knew there was one there. fully obsessed with Settlers of Catan and uh, play it uh, entirely too much. And played it entirely too much in college in particular. I've sort of backed off a little bit in the last few See, years. I knew there was something here. Yeah, yeah. yeah there, there, there had there, to yeah, be there something. Had, there had, there had, had something. to be something. Just into one board game, like, like massive. <laughs> <laughs> the other one, I'll just throw it out there while we're on the topic. The other one was Scrabble. I okay. was a big, I was a big Scrabble guy. See, you're a writer uh, though, so that up. that makes sense. Yeah, I, guess, sense. I guess it sort of fits. But I wasn't like I didn't play Scrabble in like the tasteful, like this guy has a big vocabulary way. I did it in the like I mastered in all a, of the two letter words. In a tasteful, were you like doing swears and vulgarities? No, there? no, <laughs> <laughs> no. That's not what I was trying to communicate. What I'm trying to say is like. I didn't, I don't know, I wasn't the guy who would who would play like that six letter word that you didn't mm-hmm. know. I would I would find a way to play like four words at once because I would have like three two letter words involved in like every yeah. single thing I did. So I very much like hacked the game and people really hated me for it. <laughs> uh, nobody ever wanted to play me in Scrabble because yeah, I, I was good, but in like the flukiest way possible. <laughs> I'm extremely dyslexic. Uh, so Scrabble was not my nah, game. That would be yeah, that's, that's the game. one the one game I could beat you in, Danielle. <laughs> the one game I could beat you in. Um, but anyway, uh, speaking of games, if you're interested in checking out uh, the Diamondbacks Red Sox, oh, this series is a D-backs this weekend, podcast, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes, that is what we're here for. <laughs> uh, check out our friends over at Game Time. You can get twenty dollars off your first purchase with uh, code PHNX. Of course, Game Time, for those of you who don't know, is the most aesthetically pleasing ticketing app. We know there's a few By of them out far, there. Not even um, close. But yeah, it, it is It is on point. They have like a little picture there where you can see the view from the seat that you have. It's really, really a great setup. Um, and of course, the catchphrase with Game Time is to procrastinate. The longer you wait, the better. Except don't wait like don't wait like two minutes before the game starts. Like maybe do it before then. But uh, buy your tickets the day of uh, with game time uh, and and do it without the stress. Uh, there's something just freeing about spontaneously deciding to attend a baseball game. That's how I would always do it growing up. Uh, so download the game time app, create an account, and use code PHNX for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Uh, again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed.
Uh, speaking of this D-backs Red Sox series, if you don't feel like coming out and sitting in possibly a sea of Red Sox fans, you can also watch it from the comfort of our own, of your own home, not <laughs> our own. Come yeah. on down, yeah, come, come to the office. Everyone is All welcome for you. Yeah, maybe, maybe do it at maybe do it at your home. Maybe we'll do that at some point. Um, I mean, we kind of do that with watch-alongs, right? Yeah. We do a watch-along. It's sort of like you're, we're inviting you into our home. Um, but you should uh, go ahead and sign up through uh, www.fubotv.com slash phnx. Uh, you get 140-plus live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. You can stream live TV from any device. You can watch the most Arizona sports for the lowest price. Of course, you can watch the Arizona Diamondbacks with Fubo TV. Use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. All right, we got a few more things to get to here, Danielle. We're going to rein it back in. We're going to become a D-backs podcast again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess we have to. And, well, a D-backs <laughs> slash uh, dental uh, podcast, actually, because we are going to talk about Gabby Moreno not being in the lineup today because he had a root canal which sounds like a miserable procedure, something that fortunately I have never had to deal with personally. Uh, but Danielle did a little Google search earlier in the evening. Yeah, you made the find... you made the most squeamish one among us, dude. Yeah, yeah. So what did you what did you find out, Danielle? What did, I didn't somehow I didn't know. I probably should have known this, but yeah, I didn't so, really know so what a root, root canal, canal is. is an infection of the inner tooth. And I I closed the tab, and I'm gonna have to open it up again. I'm just okay. Yeah, we need we need the we need the nitty gritty. Here we details. go from from the inter. I'm not even gonna. Uh, I've been, I've been up so long. I'm not going to try and say that word. A root canal treatment is a dental procedure to remove inflamed or infected pulp on the inside of the tooth. Huh. Not a, So not a whole lot of fun. I know my mom has had one. Um, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brush your teeth, a, kids. That's about Brush all I know about it. Yeah, it does It does not sound fun at all. And it sounds um, preventable if you if you yeah, have so good dental teeth. hygiene. Yeah, brush which your teeth. Apparently, Gabby Moreno's dental hygiene needs, <laughs> needs a little bit of a boost. So... Uh, yeah, Gabby Moreno was not and in the lineup today. Bad. He was, he did. He was, he was, he was still. He was, he was getting his tooth drilled into earlier today and gotten it bad. And so, yeah, you know, that's a gamer. I guess the the local anesthetic wore <laughs> off. Fortunately, he was still still able to get out there. Uh, but yeah, I did think it was a little odd when the lineup was first released with a lefty on the mound. Gabby also sat out on Wednesday, which of course is something that a lot of people were freaking out about when when the D backs lost that game. Um, but yeah, I figured there was something there and sure enough, we found out from Tori Lovello that Gabby Moreno had a root canal and he probably could have started, but Tori said he made the decision probably to bring him in, best. uh, bring him in off the bench. We've had some fun scratches this year. We had, we had Lourdes some getting his, scratches. getting his, yes. getting his citizenship. That's got, true. Yeah. It's a real got, mystery. We got Gabby yeah. getting, uh, getting a root, a getting root, a root canal. canal. You never know what's going to, you, you yeah. know, show, show up to the old ballpark. You never know what's going to happen. There was also, I mean, in, <laughs> uh, in spring training, there was a mysterious day where Corbin Carroll was scratched from the lineup. And we found out oh, after he got the, the fact extension. He was that getting was because physical. he was getting a physical before signing an extension. So, yeah, apparently lineup scratches we should be you paying quite know. a bit of attention to. You never Man, know. trade deadline is going to be fun. Did he get... Did he get pulled because yeah because he, he was traded because he got traded yeah or, was he or trading? did he have a tummy ache? or or yeah did he have to go to the orthodontist <laughs> I, I don't know um, we do have some some uh, non dental uh, injury updates uh, this is pertaining to a few players who uh, have been out for a while started uh, well, not necessarily started the year with the team 
Uh, a couple of these guys we haven't seen at all this season. But Kyle Lewis did start with the team. Uh, he played in his third game today with the Reno Aces on a rehab assignment. He is two for 13 so far, so the results aren't great. Uh, but he did hit a three-run home run in his first game with the Reno Aces. Uh, I know he said uh, on day one of that rehab assignment that it wasn't so much about the on-field results as much as just the process and kind of getting his timing back and his feet under him and whatnot. Uh, he's DH'd in two of those games. He did play uh, a little bit of left field in Wednesday's game, I believe. So the D-backs are trying to get him uh, some time in the outfield as well. Uh, so we don't really have a timetable on that. I believe the Major League Baseball limit for rehab assignments is 20 days. Uh, so it can't last for forever. Uh, the D-backs will have to <laughs> make a decision with Kyle Lewis, potentially bring him back up to the big leagues within the next couple of weeks. Uh, Carson Kelly uh, has been out with a fractured ulna, of course, has missed the entire season so far. Um, he had uh, five at-bats yesterday in an extended spring training game. Tori Lavella told us before the game he didn't have any updates. He didn't know how those five at-bats went, but everything seems to be progressing well there. Uh, don't really have a firm timetable with Carson Kelly yet. I don't believe he has got back behind the plate yet in a game, uh, and I'm sure he'll be sent out on a rehab assignment as well. So still looking at probably a few weeks away for Carson Kelly. Last one is Joe Mantiply, uh working back from a hamstring issue, suffered while warming up in the bullpen a couple of weeks ago. Um, he is now, I believe, eligible to be removed from the injured list, and he threw a 22-pitch bullpen yesterday that Tori Lovello said went well. Uh, Joe Mantiply would be a big addition for this D-backs bullpen. He looked pretty good uh, when he was back for those few games. Yeah, uh, extended spring training, uh, it is not Major League Baseball. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so Carson Kelly's a while off. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's kind of the first step. You get people in games, get them to see live hitting again um, in extended spring training, yeah, and, and then be, you send them out on that. It'll on be interesting to see how they how they manage the roster. We talked about this quite a bit already, but you know, there was a lot of a lot of good decisions to be made here. We have it's been a long time since there's been too much talent on the roster. Yeah. Uh so you know, silver lining. This is this is a, this is the product of a good baseball team, you know, yeah. kind of like Tori said with uh, with, so true. with Fletcher. Yeah, having um, to make hard decisions is as it is hard, but it is also a sign that your organization is kind of doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah, we're not that revolving door we were in in 2021. Yeah, and that's the thing with Brandon Fought too is like uh, you're gonna send him down, but the good news is you have you have someone right. You have Zach Davies to step in right now. Uh, you have Dre Jameson down there. Yeah, you're who's, not not getting Chris Medlin. Yeah, right. You're not you're not just giving the ball to some, you know, some guy that is pretty clear just doesn't really have like a long-term future Dallas in, in Keuchel, the big leagues. I'm former, not going to I'm not going to attach any names to that comment. But yeah, Dallas Keuchel was not was not great for this team last year. So, there's definitely a lot more depth out there in the rotation. Uh, and there are more names in, in Reno, right? Bryce Jarvis, Slade Shikoni, Blake Walston. Those are guys we haven't even seen in the big leagues yet, and they're right at the doorstep. Good um, problem to have. Good good problem to have. Uh, before we go, we want to tell you about the probables here uh, for the rest of the series. The D-backs have two more games, of course, this weekend against the Boston Red Sox. These games probably line up a little bit more favorably than tonight's game. I know Chris Sale had a bad ERA, uh, but he has really been on fire lately. Obviously, Brandon Fott has struggled. This was not... If you were going to pick a game that the D-backs should win in the series, this game was probably not that one. 
but these two line up fairly well for the D-backs. It's Garrett Whitlock against Zach Davies, uh, making his triumphant return from the oblique strain tomorrow. Uh, and then Tanner Houck uh, of the Boston Red Sox goes on Sunday against Merrill Kelly. Uh, you still feel like you have a chance to win this series with these pitching yep. matchups. Yep. You, you know, you never know what you're going to get out of Davies. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, you had one good start against the Dodgers and then one you, very bad start feel, against the Dodgers. You definitely, f- I, 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 I'm not going to put it words in anybody's mouth. For me, <laughs> I feel better about Zach Davies this year than I did last year for sure. Um, do I have numbers to back that up? Absolutely not. <laughs> I just kind of feel better about it. Um, he did add a four-seam fastball, yeah. which is kind of so, interesting. So, you know, if if you're looking at the numbers and going by feel, you're probably not going to win this game mm. right today. Uh, but you still feel pretty good about winning the series, like you said. Uh, Zach Davies, he's a veteran. You never know. He'll give you. He could give you that start that he had in, what, Cincinnati last year. Uh, he could give you a blow-up start. Who knows? Yeah. Um, that's the fun of baseball. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you feel good anytime, anytime Merrill Kelly's going up. Um, yeah. So, still feeling good. It's baseball. We play another game tomorrow, baby. Terrible game. Wipe it from the memory and go at it tomorrow. There you go. Yeah. I think in some ways uh, for fans, it, it might even be freeing to have a loss like this where you didn't. You know, you didn't have a five nothing lead in the sixth inning, yeah. and then you lose the game six yeah, to five. You know, like not, I said earlier, this not is, that that happened recently. Or anything, <laughs> this is this is this is just baseball. Some sometimes you lose a game, man. Sometimes it happens, and today yeah. it just kind of felt like it. Yeah. So. Go get him tomorrow. Uh, we did have uh, the return of the kiss cam, uh, which I, I apparently Danielle we found out was not. This wasn't the first time it came back. Apparently, it came back at some point last week, maybe even before that. I don't know. Uh, but it sort of felt like COVID might kill, like might have killed the kiss cam. Uh, in well, the yeah, long I term. And you could make a case I that maybe hopes. it should have, but the kiss cam is indeed just, back. So however people feel about that, I don't know. It's so cringy. It is pretty cringy. It's just so cringy. <laughs> I... My favorite kiss cam was there was a couple years ago back before they killed it. Mm. Um, and they, they, it's this couple, uh, they put up there and the, the, the girl very clearly mouth. He's my brother. Oh, yeah, that's always very awkward. Yeah, it's happens. just it's just such a painful, like, why? Because the camera it's, people have to make guesses 20, and assumptions. It's 2023. What's. Let's just do the Simba cam every time. Make every day bark at the park. Yeah, do right. Do Simba cam with your little dog. Yeah. It's, uh, Simba cam it. is crazy. It's it's, <laughs> it's great, but it's better when it's with about with with dogs. Oh yeah. And yeah. you're doing oh, it with absolutely. the kid, like oh whatever. Yeah. I've seen a million. I want. Give me the dogs. Simba cam with the dogs. That is that is undoubtedly just some horrified dog who just has (laughs) no all four feet dangling in the air, (laughs) staring off like I'm about to die right now. No idea what's going on. That's the best. Uh, Dogs are the best. But yeah, so for all you siblings who plan on attending a diamond, make sure you sit really far. Be warned. Be warned. Yeah, you heard you heard it here first. Uh, you all, if, if you need, if you need to fill up on some gasoline or you just need uh, a polar pop to bring you some ice cold refreshment, you should absolutely check out our friends over at circle K. They had an incredible deal yesterday from four to 7 PM. Like all of the circle K's in the Valley had 40 cents off their gas, which I don't understand how they made that possible, but I definitely took advantage of it. 
Uh, so we love our friends over at Circle K. If you do go to a Circle K, you also might be lucky enough to see one of your favorite PHNX show hosts invite you inside to go get a Polar Pop. Uh, I had a traumatic experience yesterday, Danielle, when Derek popped up on the screen for the first time. <laughs> I literally just left the office. We'd said our goodbyes, and then he's on the screen telling me to go inside and get a Polar Pop. Um, but yeah, uh, it's an experience. You all should absolutely uh, go check it out. They have iced coffee for just $1.89, 12 packs of beer for $9.99, Red Bull 12 ounce for two, uh, two for $5.75, Monster 12 ounce for two uh, for $4.50. All sorts of incredible deals to be had over at Circle K. In addition to having uh, what I found to be the cheapest gasoline in the Valley, uh, we love our, our uh, Circle K over here on 7th Street in Roosevelt, which always seems to have the cheapest gas in the neighborhood. Um, so make sure you're not missing out on all of this great stuff. Uh, right now, text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on a 30 on 32 ounce Polar Pops. Head over to circlek.com slash store locator uh, to find a Circle K's near you. Uh, finally, we also want to tell you about our friends over at Four Peaks. Uh, Four Peaks is the official beer of PHNX, and they also have the official chicken tenders of PHNX. On top of that, um, we have our, our uh, kilt lifter uh, right here as, as, our, as our friendly little prop. Uh, me and Danielle are entirely too exhausted to be drinking any alcohol <laughs> at this point in the evening, and we also are about to head home. But uh, on any other night, I would absolutely uh, be digging into this. And you know that if Derek was here, he would have probably drank at least two of them by now. <laughs> uh, we love our friends over at uh, Four Peaks. Be sure to follow them on social at Four Peaks Brew and at Four Peaks Pub to get all the latest on Arizona's premier craft brewery. Uh, they also have a special deal as far as the Arizona Diamondbacks are concerned. Uh, they have a four peaks, four seats uh, little situation happening right now where one lucky winner will get four seats to an upcoming Diamondbacks game. The tickets come with D-Bucks, uh, so you can grab some food, some ice cold wow wheat or a hop knot. Uh, and you can enter it by going to at Four Peaks Brew on, on Instagram. The link for that is in our bio. Uh, once again, check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks and please drink responsibly. Uh, well, this was not a great baseball game, uh, but we've, we've hopefully had some fun with it uh, and got your Memorial Day weekend off to a good start. Uh, thank you to Danielle uh, for being with us and working a, uh, what is it, a 22-hour day at this point uh, on behalf of PHNX. We're pretty much pretty much to that level. It's been a, spent, a, spent a lot of time with Damon today. It's been, a, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's never oh, good. Oh, yeah. That's, that's never good. I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Uh, no, we, we love it. Was great. Love it you, was Damon. a great time. It was, it was great. Uh, be sure to give us all a follow on Twitter. You can find me at, at Jesse and Friedman. Damon is at Damon Dog. Danielle is Abraka Danielle, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Did I get yes. that right? Yes. Uh, we also, of course, have our at PHNX underscore DBACS account, uh, but all roads lead to at PHNX underscore underscore sports. That's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you all for hanging with us this evening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, we hope to see you back here on Monday um, as we have a little Memorial Day edition of the PHNX DBACS show. We're going to do a post-game show on Monday 
uh, rather than our, our usual 1 p.m. show. The D-backs have an afternoon game uh, on Monday, so things are a little bit different there. Uh, but for everyone here, we appreciate your time. Uh, thank you so much for being with us. And remember, kids, baseball is so much fun, but it's so much more fun when Rymel Tapia is not at the plate. <laughs>